Welcome back to Execute. It's now the second quarter of 2023, and I'm super excited to dive into this Q&A session with you, where we have a great question to dive into all around pricing and what to do when the scope extends on a project. But first, a couple of things. A reminder to submit your questions. This is how you're going to make the most of this membership. So let me know what follow-up questions you have on what we're talking about today. Let me know what questions you have on everything that's going on in your world, on finding clients, constructing proposals, structuring your offers, your pricing, showing up on Instagram, hiring, getting the right people in the right seats on your team. Whatever is coming up for you, feel free to submit and get your questions answered here because this is how you'll make the most of the membership and this is how you'll get my support as you're moving forward and, and get my take. And just a reminder, no unworthy questions at all. Every submission is treated anonymously. You can share candidly. Every month we're going to jump into one of these Q&As and you are gonna get answers. So take the opportunity to be supported. Now, before we get into the question that we've got this month, I just want to do a little bit of Q2 reset because we've had the first three months of the year. We're coming into the, the second quarter. And as you guys know, the, I absolutely love doing this kind of quarterly look back and forward planning. And it's just such a great time of year to do it as well as we come into the second quarter because it just feels, especially after what feels like the longest winter, it really has felt long. And you can feel that spring is coming, everything is emerging, energy is starting to shift, the earth is starting to warm up. I can feel my energy rising. I don't know about you, but I can absolutely just feel that forward motion rising again. And it's just such a good opportunity to really dial into what you're doing at the beginning of the quarter so that you can be really intentional about the rest of the year. So I'm just going to walk you through some of the things that I do and give you some questions and things to be thinking about in your own business, in your own planning. So the first thing that I do in every quarter is just a bit of literal spring cleaning. So I clean my office I've got my beeswax candles, which are amazing for cleansing the energy in any space, but particularly at spring, they're a great, great thing to burn, completely resets the energy in a space. And I look at the numbers, I sit down and look at what has happened over the past quarter, what actual money has come in what calls I have done, how many of those calls have converted into clients. I look at my social media, the kind of follower numbers I've got, the engagement I've got. I look at everything really that is indicative of revenue, of sales, of business growth, of growing the, the community of people that I'm developing and the people in my world who are interested in what I have to offer. And the actual numbers that mean that I can keep the wheels on this business. So the cash that's coming into my, my business every single month, that means I can pay myself, I can pay my team, I can pay for my tech, I can pay for all of the things. So, and it's really easy to avoid doing this, but 
what we focus on really starts to gather momentum and I I think the more that you focus on the numbers the more that you give that intentionality to making those numbers bigger and to minimizing any of the stress and doubt and confusion over having no idea about what's going on so we just want to look at the the facts we want to track any number that is indicative of your business growing um and of the success that you're having as you're as you're moving forward. So what awareness do people have of your business? What interest is there? Are people reaching out to you of that interest? How many of those people are actually converting into clients? And what does that mean money-wise? We also want to be looking at the expenses. And I definitely don't this do this on a kind of daily going through every single line in the business, but we do want to be just looking and I do it monthly at every single expense that's coming out and just thinking okay yep if we're spending this here then what does that mean for the revenue what do I need to be bringing in if I want to be you know I have a one-to-one mentor at the moment and so that is a big monthly cost coming out of my business so what needs to happen to the revenue what needs to happen to my activity at the top of the funnel for me to be then bringing in the money that can pay for the support I desire and equally then when I've had a great quarter or a great month and there's that extra money well what's the next thing to invest in so for me and my business I'm looking at our systems because I'm in that place where well what's got us here won't get us there and I know that we need to tighten up some of the systems that we've got in place to make it easier for for me really in running the business there's still too much that I'm doing where I'm writing bespoke emails that really do not need to be bespoke it can be an automation it can be something that just goes out as a standard email so that's going to be a priority for me going forward for investment is just systems and and automations but just asking ourselves the simple question how do we plan to bring in more money what are the levers we can pull to get more clients or from the clients we've got because you know we all have a limited capacity how can we earn more money what is it that we have to do to bring more money into the business and just sitting with that question can be really insightful The other thing that I really encourage you to be doing, and I'm absolutely doing myself in my business, is calendar planning. So this is the time of the year where we've emerged from winter and plans are starting to form for the year. And you might have ideas around what you want to be doing or are going to be doing around summer or kids or family things or whatever big things are coming up and things that you really want to be doing with your life. Map that out. Make sure that you are blocking time, whether it's day-to-day time with family or whether it's bigger blocks of time, like I'm going away for two weeks in the summer, I'm blocking that. And if you're looking ahead to a bigger holiday like that, then just asking, well, how does the client delivery need to shift to accommodate this? And what is this going to mean in terms of cash flow for making sure that there's still going to be money coming into the business, that we're not going to take a complete dip? Or if there is going to be a natural dip in revenue because we're not working for three or four weeks, we're not doing anything, what needs to happen to the pricing and the revenue 
before and after that. So you've got that, that cash runway. So I'll give you an example of that. Last summer, I went on holiday and I also moved house. And it basically meant that for a month, I really wasn't doing very much at all. And it was completely reflected in my sales in the business. I wasn't doing many calls. I just wasn't that active because I was too busy doing life and doing other things. But the reason that I'd set my prices in the way I had was because I knew that I had such a busy second quarter. I was doing a lot of one-to-one coaching at that time. I was beginning to sell Aligned for Growth on an early bird pricing offer in that coming up to summer. And it meant that my pricing of those things had been done strategically, that I knew I would have the cash runway, that I could step out for a month and not make any sales. And I would still be able to pay myself and I would still be able to pay my team. And it's really important to just be thinking of that. We don't want to be living every single month to month invoice to invoice, client to client. We want to know that in everything we're doing, we're pricing in a way that we can step away from our business for a few weeks and it's okay. We're still going to have that cash and that buffer there. So absolutely be looking ahead to the holidays, absolutely be blocking out whatever time that you you want to have for half terms, bank holidays, school pickups, whatever it is, personal appointments. The other thing that I always do in my calendar planning for the quarter is I put in my non-negotiables. So my morning ritual is a given. It it doesn't actually go on my calendar at all, but everybody in my family knows that in the morning I am up early, 5.45, I'm up, shower, yoga, meditate before anybody else is even up. And that, that is happening. But in terms of my working hours calendar, I don't take any calls until 10 a.m. at the very earliest, because as you guys know, I go for a big walk every morning and that just gets my thoughts flowing and really just helps me to ground my energy and give myself the space that I need to think before going into client delivery and answering emails and speaking to my team and so on. So, and then the other thing that I am really intentional about doing is just blocking out time where I have days where I don't want to be working right through into the evening. I don't want to be doing calls whenever. So just making sure that, especially if you've got a scheduler in place and an automation where someone can book a call with you, that that time is really carefully mapped out, that you know that if you've got a personal day that you've blocked out that time in your calendar, or if you know you don't want to do calls after 4 p.m. or whatever it is, make sure you're blocking that time. Really protect it because that's your time to, to think and give yourself the space that you need. The other thing that I really do and encourage you to do is just tune in with yourself. Do that check. How is my business feeling? What needs to shift? What upper limits am I coming up against? What beliefs am I holding on to that are no longer serving me? We want to be really cognizant of where we are. Are we in a season where the delivery is just running really smoothly? We've got all the support we need. The systems are in place. We're 
head down. Clients are great. We're doing work for clients. Or are we in a season where things need to shift? We've not quite got enough support or we've not got the right support. And we may need to be making some changes to the people in our business. We may need to make some moves. We might need to bring somebody new in and be looking at the money that's going to allow us to do that. We might need to be looking at our marketing and saying, well, look, what's working? What's working now and what needs to shift? What can we do more of or what do we need to pause and think, okay, that didn't work. How can we do something differently? We want to be really cognizant of fine tuning things, not just letting things run and run forever, not knowing whether it's working or not and spending money or time or energy doing so, or even knowing that something's not quite right, but not actually taking the action to change it. You know, often the thing that we are afraid of is the thing that will make the biggest difference. The thing that feels like the scariest action is the thing that will make the biggest shift in our business. So really just checking in with that alignment piece and how the business is feeling is a really important part of going forward into the next quarter. Okay. So these are all questions I want you to be asking yourself. I am absolutely asking myself all of the exact same questions. And as we, in future months, I will also share some more stuff. If that would be helpful to you guys, let me know about just things that are going on in my business, kind of behind the scenes, the decisions that I'm making, changes that are happening, what we're doing what we're investing in and prioritizing so yeah let me know if that would be interesting and useful to you so let me turn to the question now so it's a question about a scope increase so let me just read it out I have a project which was set out in two phases it's two flats being turned into one so we were initially doing the top flat while the client lives downstairs then she will move upstairs while we start the work downstairs this is my fault as I should have split the design fee into two phases however I didn't so lesson learned the project is now going on a lot longer than was initially planned, partly due to slow contractors. Client is also adding a lot more to the project for the second phase. So what was meant to be one simple kitchen is now a boot room or a kitchen. It's going to be quite a lot of work, drawings, plannings. Is there any way at this point I can ask for more of a design fee or is it just a case of lesson learned and put something in place for the next project? what would you advise when a project overruns? So there's some context there, but really what we're, the question is, can we ask for more of a design fee when the scope changes or when a project overruns? So let me take those two things. We absolutely don't need to accept that where there is a scope increase, we just do the work for free. I mean, think about what kind of message that is sending out to clients. We're saying, look, I'm prepared to work for free. I don't value my time. I don't value my experience and what I'm bringing to your project. I'm prepared to do it for free. I'm not running a proper business. This is the message that we're sending out to clients. We have to remember we are running a business. This isn't a hobby. It's not something to just keep us busy and fingers crossed. Let's hope it makes money. 
we are doing this because we want to make money. And of course, we want all of the other lovely things that come with running a business. We want to do work we love. We want the freedom of it being our own venture. But it is a business and our clients know this. That means that we deliver our services for a profit. So, and I think this is so common in interior design. I think it's a very, very common thing where you have clients who once they have signed up to a fee, they will try and get as much as they possibly can under that fee. And it is, and that may be from just not understanding fully or it may be a genuine, let me see how much I can get for nothing, okay? It is our job to say, if there is a scope change, if the work changes at all, then we need to reprice that. And the time to do this is best done absolutely immediately. So as soon as it's clear that the scope of the work is changing, that a kitchen is now becoming a kitchen with a boot room with whatever else. If we don't love the client, so there are two scenarios here. If there is a scope change and the client comes and says, you know, can we add on this extra bit of work? If you really don't love the client and you really don't, and you know, you can absolutely use your judgment on this, but if you don't want to do any more, you can absolutely say, I'm really sorry, we don't have the capacity to do any more. But that doesn't sound like the case in this particular question, this particular project, because it sounds like it's, an, it's a room you're already designing and delivering, and it's simply become more complex. There's more, more drawings and more work. So the response is to something like, absolutely, we can look at this for you. Let me come back to you with a fee. And if you need more information to be able to price it, then you go back to the sales processes that we've talked about. So the, the, the basic idea being she who asks the most questions wins. So you're, you're asking questions so that you can really understand what does the client need? What does the client want? What is the extra work going to comprise? You're then able, once you've got that information, to articulate back what the client wants or needs and then really simply and confidently tell them what work you need to do to solve that problem to extend the scope to turn the kitchen into a kitchen boot room whatever so it's simply about saying something asking whatever questions you need to and then saying something like let me check i've got this right so as i understand it you know originally our brief was to design a kitchen, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what you desire is blah, blah, blah. So let me just tell you, let me just be clear about our process. What this means is that we're now going to have to produce drawings for X, Y, and Z. Um, there's going to be a bit more planning around blah, blah, blah. And so there's going to be an additional fee for this. I need to just go back and think about that and I'll come back to you with this, okay? The client could then say, oh, okay, well, actually, if there's going to be an additional fee, don't bother. I don't think that often happens because they, you know, they want to make these changes. But what is so important is that we bring clients along on the journey of understanding not only that there will be a fee, but why? 
what that fee is going to cover and the value they're going to get from it. So it's asking the right questions, explaining back to them what they get for it and what you're going to do, additional drawings, additional work, whatever. And then you're telling them, we're just going to go away and price it. And then you're coming back and you're just explaining, okay, so here for the extra work that we need to do, which is X, Y, and Z, this is what we're going to do. This is the fee. And you don't need to be defensive about it. We don't need to over-explain. We don't need to be overly proving. We can be really relaxed about it and really calm and really professional in simply saying, you know, there is an extension to the service that we're providing and therefore we need to charge for that because we are providing a service and we're not going to provide a service for free, of course. So we can be really cool and really relaxed about it, but absolutely explain about there needs to be an additional fee. Ask whatever questions you need to ask to get all the information you need and then go back with the fee in a really simple, professional way. Obviously document it. So whether that's on an email, I don't think you need to do a kind of hard copy signed letter, but you do need to get their agreement to that fee in writing. And you might just say, you know, if it's a whatever additional fee for work that you're about to start now, you may just send over the fee and just say, confirm back that you're accepting of this and we'll raise our invoice. And then you immediately raise the invoice before you start doing the work, because that way you're not coming to the point where you've now done all of the work. And then you're like, okay, well, maybe can I ask you please, you know, for the money and I'm going to invoice it. Again, you're sending that message that this is a professional business. We're going to do things really properly, which means we're going to tell you there's an additional fee if there should be one. We're going to tell you how much it is. We're going to get your agreement. And as soon as we've got your agreement, we're going to raise an invoice so that we've been paid before we start doing the work. So that's that's the answer around the if the scope increases. I did just want to answer the second question, which was if a project overruns, because this is a slightly different question. If your work isn't actually increasing or your design work isn't increasing, but the project is just taking longer. And this comes down to how you're pricing the construction phase of the project. And what I would say is whenever you're pricing this part of the work, put an estimate on it. So put a parameter around what your fee for this work includes. So you one way of doing it is to say, for as long as the project runs, we will charge X to attend site once a week, you know, take notes, deal with the contractor, liaise with suppliers, do whatever needs to be done on the project, keep you updated client, and our weekly fee is so on. That's one way of doing it. Or you can say, we are estimating that this project is going to be 12 weeks on site. Our fee for this is going to be Y. Um, and then if the project looks like it's going to go from 12 weeks and it's suddenly turning into 16 weeks, at the 12-week mark, or even better, at the eight or nine week mark when it's clear that the project isn't going to be finished at the 12 week mark that's the point that you're saying to the client hey when we originally scoped this we allowed 12 weeks for construction the reason that it's gone beyond this is xyz 
slow contractors, slow deliveries, client adding on stuff, whatever it is, but you reiterate this back to the client and then you let them know to stay involved in this, we have to extend our fee to and what we're estimating now is a 16 week construction period. Therefore, our fee is going to be blah. And you let them know so much of this is about communicating so well and so preemptively that you've gone to somebody with information and answers before they've even realized something. The worst time to be going to a client and asking for money is way after the event. Oh, well, you know, we're now right at the end of this project, but, you know, we did do a bit of work back on the mood boards and we did do an extra drawing three months ago. And so we need to charge you for that. Like, that's not professional. And no client wants to be charged for something months after the event. We also, there is a window of desire when the client is so in the project and just explaining to them, hey, you originally thought you wanted this. That's what we priced. Now you want this and this is what we need to price. And it's just connecting the things together for them so that the client understands that your fee was originally based on one scenario, but that scenario has now changed and therefore the fee has to change. But really what I want you to take from this is there is no need to accept it. For starters, we absolutely do not need to accept that if a scope increases, that we do the work for free, learn a lesson and carry it on. No, let's let's learn the lesson now of being empowered and giving ourselves the experience of being the professional service provider who stands in their power and says, the scope has increased and I need to charge extra for that. That is a lesson to learn and an experience to learn as well. So that is the first thing. And the second is just really think about the message that you want to be sending out to your clients. I am running a professional business. I really enjoy working with you. But at the same time, you know, if the service increases, then so does the fee. But the final thing I will just say on this is we can look at this scope increase as oh, it's such a drag, you know, the scope's changing and, you know, I have to go back and rewrite a fee proposal and, oh, now I've got to have a difficult conversation with the client and we can get stressed about it. But if we actually just reframe it and think it's a lot of effort to get a new client and to sign that new client and to start that new project. So essentially you've got a project and you're going to have this scenario so many times where you have a project that starts out as one thing and then grows. And we want to really celebrate the fact that that will happen and be grateful for the fact that our clients love what we're doing and want to continue working with us and want to give us more business if we love working with them then the scope of a project expanding which means that that project becomes more lucrative it becomes worth more the lifetime value of that client becomes greater that is a good Thing. So we want to be able to expand our business to fit current clients and just always be on the receiving and professional end of doing so. So being quick and letting them know that there will be an additional fee, but really accepting and excited to support them as the project flexes and changes. 
Okay, I will leave it there. I've loved answering this question. I'm excited to hear the moves that you're making. I really am. Let me know. I'm always keen to hear how things are going with you guys and drop me a DM anytime on Instagram. Let me know if any of the stuff that I've talked about here, you've actually put into practice when you've asked for more money, when you've repriced something, any of the questions that I've answered on here, I would really love to know what you're doing with that information and how it is all panning out. Remember to submit your questions for the next one and I will see you on the next episode. Take care for now.